This is a Willits Point Shea Stadium bound 7 express train. The next and last stop is Willits Point Shea Stadium. Yes, it is the Subway to Shea podcast. Anthony Rivera here with you, breaking down all the news and happenings surrounding that team from Queens, the New York Mets. You can follow the show on Twitter at Subway to Shea, and you can listen to the show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Casts. And... If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy listening to my voice talking about the New York Mets, please do me a favor. Please take a few minutes to write a review on any of the platforms that I spoke about and let me know what you think of the show, whether you like it, whether you're not a fan of it. I like to know both sides of the story. I would love to know if you have any issues with the show, any ways that I can improve. And I also like to know if you love the show. Boost up my ratings and get me up there on the top podcasts on, you know, Apple Podcasts. I know they have a whole system where you can write reviews out. I think Spotify does the same thing. Google Podcasts, I think they all do it. So if you have the time, please write me a review. Let me know what you think of the show. And I will be gladly to take all of your responses, criticisms, everything. I just want to know what you guys think. So let me know. Well, if you are listening to the show, you've seen the title of today's episode, and it is, What If the Mets Don't Sign George Springer? Now, hear me out. I'm going to be the first one to tell you that I do want George Springer on this team, just like a lot of other Mets fans do. But that was in the beginning of the offseason. In the beginning of the offseason, I was 100% sure that I wanted George Springer to be on this team. Now, I still want him to be on this team, but things have changed. You know, I want him on this team as much as the next person, but we have to do something very important, and that is we have to consider the current and the future structure of this team That's a big point. A lot of things have happened since the offseason began. A lot of things have happened since Steve Cohen took over the team. Now, I also wanted Trevor Bauer on the team as we started the offseason. Now my mind has changed on that as well, considering how much money he's asked for. He wants Garrett Cole money. I don't know if he's going to get that, but I originally wanted both of these guys to be our coveted free agents. So before... I talk about, you know, why it might not happen with George Springer. Let's take a look at the player himself. Let's take a look at George Springer. The pros and the cons. Let's start off with the pros, obviously. He's a right-handed at bat, and that's something the Mets desperately need in the lineup. You can't go in this lineup with just having Pete Alonso and James McCann and Francisco Lindor doing switch hitting and have a whole bunch of lefties. You got Dom Smith. You got Jeff McNeil. You got Michael Conforto. 
Obviously, Lindor switch hits, so he's also going to bat lefty as well. J.D. Davis is a right-handed at bat, but his status, we don't really know if he's going to be the starting third baseman. So getting another right-handed batter in the lineup will only be a positive for this team. Most importantly, he plays center field, and that's something the Mets desperately need. They desperately need a center fielder on this team. Now, I'm pretty sure they can make do with Brandon Nimmo, but it's not ideal. He's not the best person for that position. He's better slotted in left field, which is now kind of log jammed because you're going to have him and you'll have Dom Smith, who are going to take time going back and forth playing left field. Obviously, Jeff McNeil can play left field, which hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully, he will be the starting second baseman and that's it only. So we need to get a center fielder in here, and he fits that mold. Other things about George Springer that are great. He's a clutch hitter. He's got playoff experience, and that's something that is only a positive for any baseball team. You want the star players that you get to have that experience in the playoffs, and he would totally bring that. Obviously, going to the World Series a couple times with the Astros, he's played in many, many playoff games, and he would only be a boost to this lineup. Now, we heard recently that he wants to play close to home. He's from Connecticut, and by the looks of it, the Red Sox, I don't think, are going to go after him. So it's got to be the Mets. The Yankees don't need a center fielder. So the Mets are the ideal situation. I know the Blue Jays have been going after him, and they've already offered him a deal, but the Mets are the, I want to say, best option for George Springer. It's been said throughout the offseason, multiple of baseball shows, MLB.com, SNY, that George Springer's best position or best option is to go to the New York Mets. Now, let's also take a look at some of the cons of George Springer. Now, there are small minority of fans that don't want him on this team. And yes, there are some out there. And it has to do with the Astros cheating scandal. I don't know if that's the biggest problem with him. Obviously, he's a part of the team that cheated in the World Series and they got caught. The players weren't reprimanded. I don't know why, but they weren't. But he's a part of that. Whether he took 100% part of that, only a little part of that, or a little to none part of it, that's always going to be following him for the rest of his career. Now, he may be able to shake it off. He shook it off last year, and he had a great season with the Astros last year. He played well in the postseason last year. So maybe it is behind him. But we all know that questions from the media will be brought up about this, especially if he comes to New York. They're going to ask him. So that's something I guess you have to worry about. It, I don't think it's such a big deal. I think we're past it. He's past it, but it's got to be in the back of his mind. It's got to be in the back of the team's mind and definitely the media's mind because you know they're going to ask questions about it. To me, more importantly, with George Springer, the problem is his asking price. He wants 150 to $175 million. Now, I don't think he's going to get that much money, and I'll tell you why. The Yankees just signed... DJ LeMayhew. So, Med fans, if any of you wanted DJ LeMayhew, he is off the list now. But he signed with the Yankees six years, $90 million. That is a great deal for the Yankees. 
And it also sets precedent for the rest of the offseason. I don't think any of these players are going to get the money they ask for. One, because a lot of teams suffered during 2020, during the COVID pandemic. A lot of them lost a lot of money, except for the New York Mets, because Steve Cohen just took over, and he has a boatload of money. But a lot of teams suffered, and a lot of teams lost money. That's why it's been so slow and so boring to watch this offseason go in slow motion. It's not like in basketball and in hockey where as soon as free agency opens, that entire day, people are signing left and right. And by the end of the day, all the free agents are gone. No, this has been dragged out. It's been dragged out for the last couple of years and it's only slower now. But you got players asking for money that these owners don't have. It's not that they don't want to give it to them. They don't have it. They lost this money during COVID, during the shortened season. There was no fans in the stands, you know? There's no revenue. So these teams lost money. And that's why you have only the Blue Jays right now and the Mets as the top suitors for George Springer. Now, I read a SNY piece by Andy Martino, and he believes a deal could get done with the Mets. And I like the way this is structured. Seven years, $130 million, which leaves his AAV at $18.6 million. Now, I think this is the best possible way this deal could get done with the Mets. I know a lot of people get on Andy Martino, but I think he's right on with this. It's probably the best possible way to get this deal done. And the LeMahieu deal set this in motion because George Springer is not going to get all the money he asked for. He's going to get the most money he, he could get, but I don't think he's going to get the $175 million. Same thing with uh, JT Realmuto. I don't think he's getting the money he's asked for. And Trevor Bauer either. So whether you can shorten the deal and give them a little more money, or you can lengthen the deal and give them a lot less money when it comes to the AAV, there is ways to get this done. And the Mets can get it done. But here's the issue. Let's say the Mets sign him for a seven-year deal. He's 31 right now. He's going to be 38 by the time the deal's over. My issue is how long will he be able to play center field? Will he have to move to a corner slot? In a couple of years. And then what do you do, you know, with your corner slots already with Conforto or, or Brandon Nimmo and Adam Smith right now? I know it's a few years down the line, but do you really want to pay George Springer all that money to only play center field for maybe two or three years? I don't know. I don't know if that's the right move. But here's the issue with signing George Springer. Here's why. I went from 100% at the beginning of the offseason to now right around, I want to say, 70 to 80%. Or You know what, mate? Let's, let's do 60 to 80% right now on why I want to sign George Springer. It's because of the Francisco Lindor deal. They traded for Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. So things have changed now. The things have changed from the beginning of the offseason to now. The team's going to look totally different, money-wise as well. And we can't expect Steve Cohen to spend all his money in the first offseason that he's owned the team. We can't expect that from him. Like he said, he's not going to spend money like a drunken sailor. Now, here's the issue. I think it's imperative to sign Francisco Lindor to an extension. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the 2021 season. And I think he is the number one priority now to sign an extension. 
He's a can't-miss shortstop. I mean, he hasn't played a game yet for the Mets, but what we've seen in Cleveland, he's a top five, maybe top three shortstop in all of baseball. He's played in the playoffs. He's played in the World Series. If you heard his press conference, he just gives you the vibe of a leader. Although he said he wouldn't want to take control of being the leader, but he's going to lead by example on the field and off the field as well. And that's something that you want in a player. So let's say they sign Francisco Lindor to an extension before the season because he said he would not sign an extension during the season. All talks would end once the season began and then the Mets would have to wait till the offseason. So they signed Francisco Lindor to a extension before the season begins. And now you sign George Springer to a huge deal, close to what he wants. All sounds good for this season, all of it. But here's the problem. 2022, the Mets have a lot to think about. One, Michael Conforto. You're going to have to resign Michael Conforto. You can't let him go. Also, a free agent, Noah Syndergaard. And to another degree, Marcus Stroman. These are three players that you're going to have to consider. At least one of these pitchers has to be signed because you don't want to have to try to rebuild the rotation again next year. I was reading a MetsJunkies.com. Those are my friends there at Mets Junkies. They posted a few questions. If the Mets want to extend Conforto and Syndergaard, the addition of George Springer isn't likely. Will the Springer addition mean no Conforto long-term? Or will the Mets keep going over the luxury tax? I have a feeling there's no issue of the Mets going over the luxury tax. I said it before, Steve Cohen has a boatload of money. He's the richest baseball owner. But that doesn't mean he should do it. The team needs to strategize how they're going to construct this roster and how they're going to construct the contracts of these players. Can't just sign everybody. Can't do it. Shouldn't do it. Steve wants this team to be good next year, the year after that, the year after that, the year after that, the year after that. He wants this team to be good every year. Kind of like how the Dodgers have been over the last decades. How the Yankees have been. Sustained success is what this team needs. We can't go to the playoffs one year, stink five years, maybe get an opportunity to go to the World Series, then go to the playoffs, then stink for 10 more years. No, we can't do that anymore. We need to get out of that mindset. And that's why Steve brought in Sandy Alderson, Jared Porter, Zach Scott. Done are the days where we're going to have to go maybe eight years without making the playoffs. Can't do it anymore. We need to be smarter about how we construct this roster. So I'm starting to think that it's going to be a lot harder to have both George Springer and Michael Conforto on the team in 2021. Not to mention Robinson Cano's contract. Unless they eat his contract, that's back on the books next year. It's gone for this year, but it's back on the books for next year and the following year. So we have to consider these things. So, the question, is George Springer worth signing if it means losing Michael Conforto? I'm going to say, no. I'd rather keep Michael Conforto. Let's look at their stats. George Springer, career batting average, 270, 458 RBIs, 174 home runs, 361 on base percentage, and a war of 27.5. That's great. Amazing. But 
let's look at Conforto. 259 batting average, 341 RBIs, 118 home runs, 358 on base percentage, which is only a few points away from Springer, and a 14.6 war. Wins above replacement. But here's the big issue for me, and that's the age. George Springer's 31 now. Michael Conforto is only 27 years old. He's homegrown. He already knows how to play in New York, and he has handled it well. He's had some struggles here and there, but he's handled playing in New York well, and that's something that cannot be ignored. We don't know how George Springer is going to turn out. We don't even know how Francisco Lindor is going to turn out, but we know how Michael Conforto plays, and I think he deserves that extension. And I know that Steve wants to keep the homegrown players. So if it comes down to signing George Springer or losing Michael Conforto, I'm sorry, I'm not going to take George Springer over Michael Conforto. Especially when probably throughout the length of that contract, George Springer is not going to play center field. Out of a seven, six to seven year deal, he's probably going to play half of that at center field, where we already know that in right field is where Michael Conforto is going to play for his career. So if we don't sign George Springer, what are the other options? Well, Jackie Bradley Jr. is out there. Now I know he is not in the same class offensively, but he plays a great defensive center field, which is something we need. The problem is he's a lefty, and we already have enough lefties in the outfield. If we got Jackie Bradley Jr. in the outfield, the entire outfield would be lefty. So that's something to consider. Jackie Bradley Jr. is 30 years old. Like I said, his offense is not up to par with George Springer. He only batted 239 his whole career, 376 RBIs, 98 home runs, a 321 on base percentage, and an 18 wins above replacement. So what else could they do? Obviously, they're going to need a fourth outfielder that is a right-handed bat. They could go to Jake Marisnik and bring him back. The, the games that he did play, he looked pretty well. Or for me, I would like to see them bring in a Kike Hernandez from the Dodgers. Now, these guys would be more of a fourth outfielder depth piece. But there's also a couple of other options for a starting center fielder that I kind of like. Tim Boyle of Rising Apple mentioned Kevin Pillar being an option. Now, Pillar's 32 years old, batting average uh, 262, 344 RBIs, 82 home runs. His on-base percentage is low at 299. It's the lowest of the options that I've talked about or that I will also talk about others. He's the lowest. His wins above replacement are 16.3. Now, Andy Martino reported that Albert Almora could also be an option. Now, he's very young. This is very intriguing. He's 26 years old, 271 batting average, 134 RBIs, 28 home runs, an on-base percentage of 309. He'd have to lift that up and wins above replacement at 2.8. But he'd be an interesting option. Young, 26-year-old. We have to start thinking about other things other than George Springer. Obviously, he's still out there, he's still an option, but if the Mets do not sign George Springer, we should not be upset about this, because we want to keep some of our homegrown talent. We're going to want to keep Michael Conforto. I think we're going to wait on Noah Syndergaard to see how he pitches, but you're going to want to keep him, and maybe you want to keep Marcus Stroman. I think we're in for a big season for Marcus Stroman. So, all I'm saying is, yes, we all should want George Springer. He should be the number one option as the center fielder for the New York Mets. But if he doesn't sign, we should not get too upset about it. 
because the Mets need to structure for now and for the future. Also, the Mets still have other needs. I still think they need another starting pitcher and another relief pitcher. So that's very important right now. Now, I'd like to get into some news and notes before we end today's show. The Mets had a whole bunch of arbitration signings, which are very important to this offseason because it tells you how the Mets can spend the rest of the money for the rest of this offseason. Now, Francisco Lindor got the most at $22.3 million. Michael Conforto got $12.3 million. Noah Syndergaard got $9.7 million. Edwin Diaz, $7 million. Steven Matz, $5.2 million. Brandon Nimmo, $4.7 million. Dominic Smith, two point six. Seth Lugo, 2.9, Miguel Castro, 1.7, Robert Gazelman, 1.3, Guillermo Heredia, 1 million. Now, the only one not to sign his um, contract is J.D. Davis. They're going to go to arbitration with that one, and we'll see what happens. So, I retweeted this chart from uh, Mets Fix, if you follow them on Twitter. They made a perfect chart with all of the projections, the service, and the actual numbers for the contracts that these guys got. So the projected contract was $76.1 million, and the Mets only spent $70.7, which I think is great. They definitely saved a lot from what it was projected, and that's good for the Mets moving forward in this offseason when they need a center fielder, another starting pitcher, another relief pitcher, and they're still going to probably have to build some of the bench up. So that's good for the Mets. Also, the Mets signed Jose Martinez. He is a first baseman, also plays outfield, mostly right field, and he's a pinch hitter. 32 years old, career batting average of 289, 43 home runs, 182 RBIs, on-base percentage of 356, and a war of 2.5. Now, he didn't have a good 2020, he batted 182 with two home runs, 10 RBIs, a 265 on-base percentage, and a negative 0.5 wins above replacement. Now, his deal is $1 million with another 500000 in incentives if he makes the majors or 225000 in incentives if he's in the minors. And that's from Anthony DeComo of MLB.com. So I'm going to wrap up the show here. I thank you all for listening in. I just want you to know, let's not worry if George Springer doesn't sign with the Mets. That's all I want to say. I want him as much as the next guy. But we now need to consider the future of this team. So if they don't sign him, I think it's because they want to re-sign Michael Conforto. And they may want to re-sign Noah Syndergaard and possibly Marcus Stroman. But if they get George Springer, I'll be the first to tell you I'm going to be very excited. It's going to be a very exciting time if they get George Springer on this team. But I'm going to wrap it up here. Listen to this show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. Look at that. You can listen to this show on so many different platforms. Whatever platform makes you happy, whatever platform you listen to your podcast on, you can listen to this show. It'll be there for you. But I ask of you one thing. Please take a few minutes to write a review and let me know what you think of the show. Whether you like it, whether you dislike it, what you like to see improved, let me know. I always love interacting with you guys. And that comes to my next point. 
Follow me on Twitter, at Subway to Shay. A lot of you know I'll always talk with you guys during the week, sometimes on the weekends. I'm always posting things. I'm always tweeting with Met fans. And that's what this is all about, us coming together. You know, we are so close to spring training if we can get this 162-game season off and running. We're so close. And I'm going to be there. And I want you to be there with me. And I want us to talk about this team, this team that we love so much in the New York Mets. So I'm going to wrap up the show right here. Thank you for listening. And all I'm going to say is, to end the show, let's go Mets. Mets.